Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's your boy, Jay Mac. Tuesday, May 11th, we had a great Great night in sports on Monday. I'll get to that shortly. I've got to thank you for all the complimentary, I'm kidding, negativity about Paul George for Damian Lillard. We'll see how it materializes. We'll see. We've still got a lot of time to go, a lot of playoff games to be had, a lot of chokes to be. No, I'm not going after Paul George that early in the pod. Come on, folks. Uh, But we do have a great guest coming up today. You're going to love this guy. George Reiser. Okay. He was a former tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And wouldn't you know it, we're bringing him on because the Jacksonville Jags are in the news. Uh, and we'll get to that shortly. But George Reister, coach, uh, has a serious radio show, has a podcast. Um, he's got some interesting insights. Let's just say we disagree on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll get to that again shortly. I just want a, cu- a couple, couple loose ends here before we get to the pod. Number one. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. He is now the career NBA leader in triple doubles. He passed Oscar Robertson. He passed Magic Johnson. Russell Westbrook with a really, really strong effort against the Hawks. 28 points, 21 assists, 13 boards. And in true Rusticulous fashion, the Wizards lost. Russ, 28 points on 22 shots. I kid, of course, folks. Okay, I know Russ has won like 75% of their games. I think it's 76, actually. When he has a triple-double, I wonder how many were with Durant, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that. Maybe that information will come out later. However, perhaps more interesting from the Wizards Hawks game, and don't fast-forward through this because this is funny. Bradley Beal did not play. He's currently battling Steph Curry for the league lead in scoring. Kent Bazemore... uh, I, I don't really understand why, but Kent Bazemore apparently said something about Bradley Beal. Now, apparently he didn't come out clean and say it. It was kind of a subliminal thing, but uh, Bradley Beal fired back at Kent Bazemore. You don't know me or shit about me, bruh. Bradley Beal wrote on Twitter, you don't know why I go out there and play it 
damn sure ain't for another man's approval. You are straight lame. But it don't surprise me coming from you. That's what yo type do. You know, obviously this is a Twitter beef. I get that. But you are straight lame. I have not heard that. Is, is that like a cut down in 2021? Do people say cut down anymore? Am I showing my age? Is J-Mac showing his age by not knowing what a straight lame is? Somebody slide into my Instagram DMs and please let me know what a straight lame is. I mean, I can assume, but I'm not going to Google it because then I'll feel really dumb. At any rate, I'm here for NBA Twitter beefs late in the season. Okay. Uh, for one final quick note on on uh, Russell Westbrook. Yes, we will give the man some flowers later. I personally was into triple doubles in the '80s. They've become extremely commonplace now. Um, I, you know, uh, Luka Doncic has a million of them already. He might break uh, Russell Westbrook's record. Tons of guys stacking triple doubles. I mean, when Kevin Porter's going for fifty and ten, and you know, uh, social media handles are saying. Kevin Porter has now done something that Steph Curry has not done. And uh, and he rattles off like, Kevin Durant has not put up 50 and 10 assists in a game. It's like, is that what we're doing? Like, the most egregious offensive error in the history of the sport. We're supposed to, like, get super excited about Russ's triple-double mark? Hey, congrats to Russ. Well done. You know, can you can you win a playoff series without Durant? I would be interested in that. Uh, could not do it without Paul with Paul George in OKC. Uh, you know, really with Houston, we expected a little bit more. Did not quite did not quite materialize. And um, I guess now we wait to see what he can do in Washington. Uh, assuming Beal is back, of course. Um, Raul Neto is not going to cut the mustard. All right. Finally, I, I really. I'm excited for this Tim Tebow topic, okay? This is the biggest story in sports. I know Tim Tebow has not been on a football field in eight years. And yes, he still has that much much gravitas. Tim Tebow has juice. And you know why? Because people are angry that Tim Tebow got a job in the NFL in 2021, having not played forever, and Colin Kaepernick has nothing. And it's just this weird, weird thing. Listen, we're going to get into it with George Reister uh, shortly. I just want to put this out there first. I have no problems with Urban Meyer acquiring Tim Tebow and signing him. Apparently, they're you know neighbors in Jacksonville. Tebow's a legend in the area. You can say he's a show pony and they're selling tickets and jerseys. And we'll get into that with Reister. But what I really don't get is this animosity toward Tim Tebow. It's very strange. People, it's like he's too cookie cutter. He's too clean. He he says all the right things. He's not a jerk. You know, I mean, would people like it better if Tim Tebow like was a major prick and he got arrested a lot and cheated on his girl, his wife or whatever? Like, what do they want? I, I don't know. I don't understand the hate for Tebow. He's a believer. I'm a believer. He's a good human being. I try my best to be a good human being. He says all the right things. I want to say all the right things, but it, I, listen, that's very difficult. You know, Tim Tebow, I, the, the, the longstanding joke was, Tim Tebow, all the guys want to be friends with him and all the girls want to date him. Like, that's the kind of guy Tim Tebow is. Like, he just Screams class act. And I know there's a large segment of sports fans who are just like nauseous hearing that. But guys, what does Tim Debow do throughout his sports career in high school? Legendary athlete. Superstar. At Florida. Wins a Heisman. Wins, I think, two and a half natties. You know, he split time, I think, with Chris Leak on the other one. Goes to the pros. They say he can't be a quarterback. He goes to the Denver Broncos. Overdrafted, of course, by Josh McDaniels. And Tim Tebow wins a playoff game as an underdog against Pittsburgh in overtime on a 80-yard touchdown pass. And my favorite part is, when you watch it on YouTube, Tebow makes like a 7-yard pass, maybe 10. And the receiver goes the rest of the way. I think it was Demarius Thomas goes to the house for the house call. But it was a perfect pass by Tebow. It was 7-yarder, seven 7-yard seven slant, but he took it to the house. And Tebow won a playoff game. Now they got stomped the next week. I think it was like 45-10 against the Pats. 
But I, I don't get the animosity toward Tebow, guys. Like, there are genuinely, like, real things out there to be angry about. Okay? There are. And Tim Tebow is not one of them. And if you say, well, this is the same old crap, Jay. This is a white guy getting an opportunity because uh, that's what they do. They look out for one another. Well, I, Tim Tebow played for Urban Meyer. Guys, a lot of people have played for Urban Meyer. Has Urban Meyer gone out and brought them all on to the team as a player or a coach or anything? Like, clearly, Tebow resonates with Urban Meyer. And I know Urban had problems, and we'll get to all this with George Reitzer, and I'm rambling now, but I'm just saying. Take a deep breath, get off social media, step back, zoom out, and say, okay, this is Tebow's, this is what he's done. Um, boy, he's he tried baseball, he didn't make it, but he tried his best. And he didn't care that he failed because that was his lifelong dream to try. So why should I call him a failure if he doesn't call himself a failure? Because he didn't make the bigs. Like, this angry mentality, listen, I know it's funny and it plays well on social media and you can get a lot of followers by being a hater. That's what a lot of these guys do. Um, I just, I can't fake the funk like that. I have nothing against Tim Tebow. I'm a fan. I'm wishing him well. And now, without further ado, let's get to George Reitster, Sirius Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Let's welcome into Straight Fire, a former NFL player, and the timing could not be better. This guy was drafted by the Jags, played tight end for them for six seasons. Guess who else is going to play for the Jags now? Maybe Tim Tebow. So let's welcome in George Reister. George, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. Over over here, uh, enjoying enjoying life, enjoying re- retirement life, doing my podcast, my radio show every day. So you know, so it's a, it's it's a good life. It beats beats working for a living. I tell you this that is much. True. Yeah, talking about sports can't go wrong. Now, the name of your uh, your serious show is pretty awesome, Reister or Wrong. I, yes. I kind of dig that. Um, it's not, uh, not bad. Is that you or a uh, producer or no, that's all me, buddy. That oh, was all nice. me. It actually, that actually came from a coach who's actually at UCLA now, who was the linebackers coach at Oregon while I was there. And okay. he always say, if it's not Reister, it's wrong. So, <laughs> and then when it came time to do, it was like, oh, wow, this fits. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, and so you're now, are you giving him royalties for that or probably not? Oh, no, 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 no. I I just give him credit. Thank you, DP. I'm looking, you were at Oregon, it looks like right around, right before they got awesome, right? No, I was part of the awesomeness. You were part of the awesomeness, But but like the pre-Chip Kelly awesomeness though, right? Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got there in 99 when the jerseys changed. Yeah. And here's an interesting story about the Oregon jerseys that nobody ever tells that I don't understand why, right? So we had a meeting. So Phil Knight, so Uncle Phil came in, Tinker Hatfield, who's a like well-known shoe man, like he's one of Phil Knight's right-hand man. He designed the majority of the Jordans. So T- Tinker Hatfield is like a big name in the sneaker world. Okay. And they're both sitting in a meeting and they were getting our feedback on some of the jerseys and all this stuff, talking about the stuff that was upcoming for the next season. And I, I raised my hand. And, Do you have any questions? I was like, yeah. I said, okay, I, you know, Uncle Phil, thanks for all the stuff that you do for us. I was like, why don't we have the best uniforms in college football? No. And he said, what do you mean? You got, we have the newest technology. We let you guys try stuff that nobody does. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not denying any of that. But we don't have very many uniform combinations because of the way the stripe is on the side on our mm. dark green uniform and our white uniform. We can't mix and match or anything. And he looked over at Tinker and Tinker was like, yeah, no, they can't. And I was like, My, Miami, they can wear orange. They got different pants. And so, and so Miami was color matching all the time at that point in time. They were the first ones to really, really do it. And he was like, okay, well, what other colors would you want? I was like, yellow, black, gray. And then that's how. Wow. Yeah. So that's how all of that started was from a conversation in there with Phil and, and, and Tinker. And, and then this was I got in front it, of the whole team? In front of the whole team. Anybody wow. that was there you, could attest you, to You it. had some cojones on you, huh? To Phil. <laughs> hey, hey what, can you step up your game, Phil Knight? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I mean, it, it was a legit, to me, it was a, I was like, you're, we're, we're your favorite team, right? Yeah. He was like, duh, you know, so I was like, so it was a natural thing to me because things that I'm a fan of, I want it to stick out, you know, and I'm on that, um, you know, that uh, Kanye, I spent 400 bucks on this just to be like, you ain't up oh, on this. Oh, gosh. Wow. You're one of those guys. You got NFL money, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. I, I do apologize. Like, I didn't realize you had Joey Harrington when you were there. Yep. You guys were 11-1. and one. You finished second in the country. Oh, that That's was, crazy. That was garbage, dude. Because You guys smoked Colorado in the uh, Fiesta. Who who finished number one that year? Miami. So so that was the, the Miami year when they played against – that was the undefeated year. They played against Nebraska in, in the Rose Bowl for the national championship. 
that was a year that uh it was either Tommy Frazier no Crouch Crouch won the uh, Heisman right yes so we were we were number two in the AP poll and the USA Today poll and then but we finished third or fourth in the BCS and mind you no Nebraska had just got absolutely mollywhopped by Colorado in the Big 12 championship, 63 to 36. That's right, yes. Our only loss was to Stanford that year. And so we we wanted, uh, because the AP had told uh, the coaches or the staff or whatever, that if Nebraska beats Miami and then um, – that if Nebraska beats Miami and we beat up on Colorado, then we could be named national champions. Mm. So the um, so N- Nebraska just got absolutely boat raced by Miami and we killed Col- Colorado and we were still also very salty because there's so many people that are like, oh, yo, that that old that 2000, 2001 Miami team is one of the best of all time. All time and, yeah. and I don't deny that however we had a ton of nfl players on our on our team and you know how sports is one day you you don't have to play this team 50 times you have to play them one time one time your best they either don't bring their best or your best is better that day you get some good bounces of the ball you can win that football game so and i would have liked to try yeah, no, no, that, that that was when college football had major issues. Now, of course, they've got, what, they're talking about 12-team playoff, which I love. Get yes. more teams in there, you know? More football. Who loses there? I mean, other than the students not making money. Uh, but that's another topic. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to college football later. But, George, I, I'm curious. Big news in the NFL in that the Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jags are bringing in Tim Tebow, and he's going to play tight end. And Tebow, of course, is 33 years old. He hasn't been on an NFL field what is it six seven eight years since 2012 like he 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 was on rosters because wow. he was on jets he was, yeah he was on the jets like and jets you know he yeah was he trying, was with they the were trying patriots to sell in 2013 and then last with philadelphia in the offseason or whatever okay train, training camp in 2015 but he actually has not played in an nfl game since 2012 so it's been a minute, uh, to put it mildly. Grab a, grab a Snickers, yes. <laughs> people are, George, you know, you go on social media, and I made the mistake. People are outraged. Like, why are the Jags doing? They're giving away a roster spot. Uh, okay, you spent some time in NFL locker rooms, George. Yes. Um, I have not, other than interviewing some people. Um, but I look at sports, and I look at a lot of more on the NBA side where you'll give a roster spot to a culture guy, a veteran who will wave a towel, who will smile, come out of the timeouts, you know, like, like uh, come on, guys. Udonis Haslam in Miami right. right now. Udonis Haslam, Jared Dudley with the Lakers out here. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of in the NBA need that energy positive guy who yep. is going to shag balls for LeBron when he wants to do it at 3 in the morning or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here we go in the NFL, and there's – four times the length of uh, an NBA roster. And people are upset that Tim Tebow, who played for Urban Meyer at Florida, who won, I think, won maybe two championships at Florida, is like basically a winner at life, right? He's just a good model citizen. And and people are outraged at this. I am curious, George, what are your thoughts on the Jags bringing in Tebow? He ain't going to start, right? Um, They're talking about him as third string, perhaps. No, 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 no. They're going to sign him as a tight end. Right, and he's gonna yeah. probably not play. Right, yeah. he hasn't been on the field so, forever. So here is the 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 difference between what you're saying with NBA rosters and NFL rosters is that the NFL the NBA has fifteen a fifteen man roster and then a twelve active right right. So and all of those guys don't play a- a- every night anyway. Correct. But in the NFL, the roster is much bigger, but it's actually shorter. In in the sense of everybody on the roster basically has to contribute. And if you're not and if you're one of those guys who are inactive on game day, that makes you a liability to be cut at any point in point in time. So in case you have injuries or something like like that, that's where they release people from to bring in other guys when they're when there are injuries. So. In an NFL situation, those roster spots are 
more important than they are in the NFL because and that's special teams, right? Yes, yeah. People so, about that. Yeah. so, so here's what I think about it: is you have Urban Meyer, who th- this is a classic case of anything that else that happens anywhere else in the world. This is a case of nepotism. Urban Meyer looks at Tim Tebow like his son, even though Tim Tebow comes from a family that is loved, all of this. He looks and he said it. He's like, Tim is like my, my, my son. I love him like that. And so this is a case of nepotism. Your son, he is, um, he want, wants an opportunity in, in life. So he gets an internship at your friend's company or, you know, th- this is no different than networking. Do I like it? Not necessarily because there are so many players who don't get this opportunity, but I understand the nepotism aspect of it. But as a former player, there's so many guys who are actually still very talented who won't get that opportunity because Tim Tebow is taking up a roster spot. But, uh, but for me, though, okay. more even more importantly to me, this is Urban Meyer's second strike as the Jaguars wow. head, head coach. The 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 first was the Chris the, Doyle thing. The Iowa strength coach. Guy. Yes. Him hiring Chris Doyle because I thought that that showed a a lack of understanding of NFL locker rooms because coaches from college they're authoritarians. Like they're used to having ultimate control of, of things. They can they can yes. bench a guy because they have so much control over a kid's future. And in the NFL, you have some players who are making more than the coach and and dead cap hits that make it prohibitive to to cut players because you can't re- replace them as easily because you're not getting a recruiting class of five stars every year like you do at, at college. So I thought Urban didn't fully understand the locker room because players clearly hit Shaq Khan, the owner, and was like, we don't want this guy. And Shaq Khan was like, "He's he's got to go. So then he, Chris Doyle, quote unquote, resigned. And then now he brings in Tim Tebow. You're like, hold up. How is this? How is 33-year-old Tim Tebow supposed to help us win with the position change and that and truthfully, that only gave me more mm. questions about which I which I've said this for since Trevor Lawrence was was drafted. I said questions about because I think Trevor Lawrence is a can't miss talent. Right. I think he's since like Andrew Luck, a guy that was like had such a high floor that you said, you know, it's hard to screw screw this up. But after the draft, I'm like, you got a rookie head coach who doesn't necessarily understand the NFL landscape yet. He already messed up with the strength coach. College coaches don't always have a lot of success. So that gave me questions about Trevor Lawrence's future that, you know, that. Yeah. George going in. I mean, I got to say, I'm a little surprised. Um, Nepotism is, is harsh, but to your point. Is is it not though? Hold on. Tebow is his neighbor, I think, right? I think I read that somewhere. They're like neighbors in Florida. And, you know, Tebow's like Mr. Jacksonville. He was like a high school legend yep. there. And then he goes to Gainesville and crushes it. But but listen, George, you've been in, uh, whether it's football, media, life, you know that sometimes it's not what you know, it's but who, you, who know. you know, right? Yeah. You know that that happens. And I never forget, like as a young guy in uh, high school, you know, I had the choice, like I working at like the local CVS making pennies, hating it. It sucked as like a, you know, a teenager in the summer or whatever. And of course, you know, my parents have a friend. They're like, yeah, they have this nice office. You can like be the receptionist sometimes. I was like, yeah, real money, cushy job, sitting at a desk, answers the phone calls, doing some filing and then some Excel. I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. Like I can make good money and it's easy, Yep. you know? And like, that's just because my parents knew somebody. So like, I, I, uh, on that account, I can't kill the Tebow hire, see, uh, bringing him see, in. But again, see, he's third I, string. It's not like maybe he does some blocking on special teams on an extra point, or you put him in on some special packages. But really, you can, most teams carry three tight ends, right? Yeah, 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 easy. They, 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 they have at least four, like, like four tight ends, usually minimum on 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 a roster. Three sometimes, but 
But if you are a tight end on an NFL roster, see, I, I believe my, my initial thought was, is that Urban Meyer plans to use him or see if he can be used like Taysom Hill. Oh, come on. I don't know. You oh, okay, think he's got the capability of that? No. No, I do not. But but if you, if you think about it, it, it makes sense, right? Well, they are. I don't know. I mean, Drew Brees like this, needed it. He didn't on, have he, the arm. Yeah, 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 correct. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about the way Taysom Hill was was used as not a quarterback. I'm saying okay. like the way that the Saints oh, used Oh, gadget him. guy, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. where he played personal protector. He's on all the special teams. Like, can't can Tim Tebow do that? Yeah. Potentially. But the do thing you think is, he has the wheels of Taysom Hill. No, no, yeah, he just, yeah. dude. He's thirty three. Like thirty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and you your athleticism is fading as, as you yeah. get older. And, and truthfully, Tim Tebow, even though that he used to run guys over when he was in college, as a quarterback, you're not used to that physicality that it's re- required at the tight end position. And there are a lot of people, though, like honestly, that hate Tim Tebow because they're because they say they don't like the opportunities that he's given. He's given favoritism, all this stuff. Listen, at night, I don't pray for luck. I don't pray for I pray for favor at night in every single situation because you don't have to call me lucky. You don't have to call me good. You don't have because I understand that there's an element of. You know, like like you said, it's not necessarily what you know, but who you know. And sometimes you just get a little favor. So I pray for favor at night. So well, I don't you have get that favor. You run with it and yeah. you make of it what you can. Right. Exactly. So I don't have a problem with yeah. Tim Tebow when he's gotten TV shows. He's got a weird voice. You know, like all these oh, like God. I don't mind it because I get it. So if I'm if you keep giving me all these opportunities, what what am I going to do? I'm going to take advantage of them and see whatever sticks. So I don't have a problem on the Tim Tebow side because I like him. He seems like a good human being. I've only oh, met yeah. him like once. Like I have nothing bad to say about him as an actual yeah. person. Some of his college takes uh, are, are a whole di- different story. Yeah, where, like, I, I would say I'm with you on with that. The, I, he sides with the schools. He doesn't want to pay any of the players. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That is total garbage. Yeah, that, but that, also that, Dabo that, Sweeney, Dabo Dabo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I, I do want to go back. You said a lot of people hate Tim Tebow. And it's weird hearing you saying this is Urban's second strike. Given what happened with Urban in, in Gainesville at the end, all the arrests, then he goes to Ohio State and there was that assistant coach. Um, I mean, Urban hasn't even had training camp and you're saying he has two strikes. I almost wonder... And I'm not saying you are, but do you think there is this narrative that people are rooting for him to fail? He's hiring Tim Tebow now to come in, and people don't like Tebow for whatever reason. Like, this is the narrative is not starting off very good for Urban Meyer. Would you agree? I would totally agree with that. And it's hard to see, it's hard to root against Urban Meyer because you like, because Trevor Lawrence is so likable. Right, right. right. But but here's the here's the truth about Urban Urban Meyer is that I have questions, right? If you look at the like like you brought up the stuff that happened in Florida, he goes to Ohio State, the stuff with Zach Smith and and where he got up and lied at at Big 10 Media Day and then about what about what, oh right, right. Yeah. Right. about the Zach Smith thing. And then when the report comes out that the university did, he says, oh, I was taking medication. It messed with with, with my memory, all this. So my question has consistently been, all right, Urban, cool. If you have these medical conditions, okay, I I will say I believe you, right? But, But now, how can you be a head coach if you're taking, if if you were taking this, medication which then caused you to forget things how can you be a good head coach so either one thing is true that either you're lying probably or <laughs> or you are or something's really wrong and you you're not capable of being a head coach so one of those two things is true i guess i should say listen to everybody who's like well jason you you were with him at fs1 like listen 
he worked there. He would fly in. I never once spoke to him. I was like in the room with him. He's got this presence. Yeah. It's kind of intimidating. You know, he, does, he doesn't smile a ton. And he's like one everywhere he's gone. So I've never spoken with the man. That being said, like, I don't know, man. George, I really like this Jacksonville team this year. And I know people don't like Tebow, but I want to quickly go back to it. Like, you got a rookie quarterback, yep. rookie head coach, a young team. This culture has been totally toxic since they went to the AFC Championship game. Yep. Remember Leonard Fournette, like, didn't want to go in the game? Um, yeah. There were, there were reports that, like, um, people would not, like, show up for the—I think it was Fournette mostly— not show up for the walkthrough— and there was just a bunch of crap going on. And it was like a toxic situation. I'm not saying Tebow can fix all that. But this is a guy who's just relentlessly positive. Yeah. Like, you could come in, hang in your head. You had an argument with your wife. You know, uh, whatever. You got in a car accident. Like, things suck. You're going to come in and team Tebow. I just, I feel like he's going to put a smile on your face because he's so damn positive. When he failed in baseball, George, have you seen the press conference where he talked about it? He's yes. Like, I don't really care that I, d- I did not have success. You know what? I wanted to do this. It made me immensely happy to try. This is a dream I had long had. Like, this was one of the most fun times of my life. Like, that's his spin, George. I like that. Don't be need positivity. I don't mind. Yes. See, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that because I'm a person who um, I remember uh, who, who was it? I think it was Mike Krzyzewski. I, I've heard okay, him talk okay. about um, about the 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 poem if if by Kipling and also the man in the arena oh yeah which, I know that one yeah so and and you're thinking about that that the uh, speech the man in the arena and it's like it talk, t- talks about it's not the strong it's not about the strong man who stumbles or it, it's it's about the person it's even if you lose or you get defeated the fact that you had the courage yes to get out there and try when most people don't have the courage to eat, to put themselves out and be vulnerable. So I do like that about Tim, Tim Tebow. And if people, like I said, if they give you opportunities, you should absolutely take them. It's, I, I think that the hate surrounding Tebow, right. Is that it goes back to college. I think that some people, you, you know, they will call them quote unquote, holy rollers. They didn't feel like he was, they didn't believe that he was a virgin at the time. They didn't <laughs> believe that he was, they're like, how can this be true? Okay, but hold on, time out, George. Isn't all that more about the person who's believing it than Tim Tebow? Yes. Like if you hear Tim Tebow's a virgin and you're getting worked up, yeah. this ain't about Tebow. <laughs> Dog, this, this is about you. You, you yeah. got a problem. Like, and, yeah. and, and, and I'll say, you're, the man in the arena is great because Anybody could go on a podcast, a radio, TV, internet, and just yell and put anybody on blast. That's great. Are you ready to step in and be quarterback under center? Do you want to see what it's like? Yep. I mean, me personally, I would love it. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'll never get the chance, but that's why I still am trying to be active and play sports. Like, I, I, on some level, I, I, I'm rooting for Tebow, George. I, I don't know. I, I kind it, of I'm, am. I'm not rooting. See, I don't have a rooting interest. Like, I don't want Tim Tebow to to fail it just feel it just feels initially like that this is nepotism there are there are some people who have suggested that this is racist or this is you know some sort of uh, that that he's getting the opportunity just because he's white yeah i I believe that he's not getting the opportunity just because he's white i believe that he just so happens to be Tim Tebow, I mean, Urban Meyer's favorite person in the whole world because he's not going to call up Cardell Jones. He's not going to call, you know, uh, Braxton Miller. No, he's not calling them up. Yeah. Well, how about this? Somebody sent me a note that said, wait, how come Vince Young, remember the Texas quarterback who who beat uh, Liner? Yeah. Why isn't he getting a chance anymore? Why isn't he getting? I said, okay. Go ahead. Do you do do they not remember what happened to I don't to, think they do. Yes, dude, he had a mental breakdown. Yes. And was in uh, he either attempted or was going to attempt yes. suicide. And yeah, he so, had to, like a drinking thing like if he's going to get a chance like I don't think the NFL is the right spot for him. Like correct. let's get him to like a high school coach. I don't he doesn't want to co- play anymore. He's like a consultant at Texas. He's moved okay. on. Yeah. And but the but the but the one person though that's very interesting. That's oh, that is notable. Go. I yes, I you can't ignore it. It's the elephant in the room, which is Colin Kaepernick. 
Because so many people have said, oh, well, he's too far removed from the game. He can't play. But you can't then say that about Colin Kaepernick, who threw 16 interceptions and I'm sorry, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Okay, let's do that. In his last time. But but then Tim Tebow should get an opera, but then be but then think that Tim Tebow getting an opportunity makes makes sense. Okay, so, well, hold on. Tebow didn't get an opportunity for the last eight years. Urban Meyer, the only reason he has an opportunity is because yeah, Urban Meyer's there. Correct. Did, did, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick, I, I forget who, he, who his coach was at Nevada or his offensive coordinator or someone he worked with in San Fran. Are they still in the league? Are they in a position to say, you know what? We should bring in Cap. Now, I will say, Tebow, like you said, he could play, he could block on special teams. He could maybe... Uh, be a gadget guy. Like, Kaepernick's coming in to do one thing, be quarterback. And I'll say this. George, you know if there is... Uh, uh, let's pick a team, the Washington football team. Okay? Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, uh, the other kid who was a backup in Carolina. I forget his name. Do you remember? Oh, no. Kyle I mean, Allen. Kyle yeah, Allen. Yeah, Kyle, okay. Kyle Allen. They don't yep. have a quarterback. We, let's, we agree. Yes, they do they not have a quarterback. bring in Kaepernick, okay? What happens at the first practice? Who do... Uh, who do all the media people go to talk to? Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Do any cameras there uh, from Fox and MSNBC and CNN, are they there for the Redskins, for Washington, or for Kaepernick? They're there for – is, is that they're, they're there because they're in training training camp and all that, but there's going to be more – like the, the, the magnetism and the amount of cameras are going to be there more for Ka- Kaepernick. Right. So, like, let, let's say it would be – 15 media members covering it typically for right. during training camp. It's going to be 56. Right. If Colin so is that happening in Jacksonville, which is kind of an NFL outpost, no disrespect. You played there, yeah. but you know, it what, is. 32 teams. What is it like 31 or 32 in terms of market share? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's near, right. it's near the bottom. Is there going to be a flood of media because Tim Tebow is on the roster now? Yes. In, in, in the beginning of camp. Yes. They're going to ask him questions, but after, but it, it'll fade because there were some people that say, oh, no, this is smart of Jacksonville. They're trying to sell tickets and jerseys and all this. Uh, and, and, and I'm saying, and I'm profit saying, from that. Come and on. I'm like, do, do you I was like, so let's say that Tim T- Tim Tebow sold you an extra 10,000 jerseys. Right. What do they make off that? Nothing. Maybe like 20, like let, I don't know what the numbers are, but yeah. let's say the team made an outrageous amount, like 20 bucks off a jersey. Like that goes to the team because some of it goes to the team, the manufacturer, the NFL. Let's say the team makes 20 bucks a jersey and he sold 10,000 jerseys. That's $200,000. That's a drop in the bucket. (laughs) For a team that's going to bring in over $400 million, you're not making roster decisions based upon. And he's not selling season tickets. Yeah. He's what are they making on parking on game day? I mean, it's <laughs> got to be more than 200 Yes, for sure. They're making more of hot dog sales, maybe that pool or whatever. But so I think we would agree that Tebow is in some way like a show pony. Am I going overboard? Like, No, I, th- I think that because you, you have to go back to what Urban Meyer said a few years ago. He said that he thought that Tim Tebow should still be in the league. And I was like, still in the league doing what? He didn't want to change positions. I know that Skip Bayless would talk about all he does is win. All he does is throw in completions. He threw the he completed in 16 starts. 16 career starts. He completed 47.9% of his passes. And I'm the same dude that was critical of Cam Newton's rookie year when everybody was like, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm like, he completed like 56% of his passes. That's not good. Yeah. And and so this is, so I'm being consistent through, through there. You can tell me about all the winning. If you can't complete passes, like we saw, like you can't win football games. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. One thing that a lot of these coaches and GMs they, they, uh, at Fox, they always tell me, is we don't like distractions, Jay. Yeah, they, they, they've told me that like Kaepernick would be a distraction at camp. That's all anybody's going to ask about. He's leading the news. He's everywhere. Is the third stringer going to play? You know, some, the starter throws two picks. Why isn't Kaepernick playing? Like, potential distraction. Do you see Tebow as a distraction from a rookie quarterback who you said is, you know, maybe a generational talent and a rookie NFL coach? Is Tebow a distraction from that? They use the word distraction a lot of times to to mask the fact that I just don't want to deal with it or I don't agree <laughs> with something like the, the because something is only a distraction if you allow it to be right. You know, because I mean, it is this this last year was Antonio Brown a distraction to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks? No. Exactly. He he came with the circus. And what was but he a distraction? Cir- yeah. No. Well, Tom Brady probably had him in check. Now, was he a distraction with the Raiders? <laughs> well, he never suited. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Total exactly. disaster. So, so, but but like team what was Dennis Rodman a distraction to the Bulls? No, because they wanted him there. Like you will deal with yeah. distractions if you if, if that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like you will put up with 
whatever it is that you want. So so teams, they will use that. Oh, we, we don't like di- distractions. But in reality, though, if you on to Cincinnati, this whole thing, then it goes away pretty quickly because Colin Kaepernick, if he got an opportunity, I I would imagine that the smart thing to to do would 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 be yo i'm coming out i'm focused on fo- football right uh, now you know we will talk about some of these other things later or maybe not and and, and still have your agenda because he's done things outside the game yes. all of this donated over a million dollars of his own money all all of this but I would imagine that getting into camp that he would want to be focused on football because he wants because it's assuming he wants to play football. So what about hold, hold on? What about this? I, I, I don't have it all in front of me and my memory's hazy from it. But did Kaepernick? He sued the league, right? And he won. Yes. Right. Yep. I mean, listen, Tim Tebow never sued the league because nobody Correct. gave him a chance or he was blackballed. Um, you know, I, do you think that hurts Kaepernick's chance? Like. Yes, oh, come, dude, okay. dude. It, I mean, if <laughs> if I were an NFL owner and I had to go go through this pro- process, depending on what our conversations were like behind closed closed doors, I think that people make decisions based upon their network and who they have to deal with and talk to. Prime prime example in the in the NBA when you had Myers Leonard, mm. um, they their 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 owner is Jewish, right? Yeah, the guy uh, he owns all the uh, the boat cruises. Um, yeah, M- out of Miami. Mickey Arison. Arison, yes. So so and he's a part of so did so when it came to bringing Myers Leonard back, right? He's got an answer to his wife, his mama, his, you know what I mean? Like his, Synagogue. his yeah, no, no. Yeah, he's got an answer like, to a lot of people. So even if he wanted to offer forgiveness and a chance for it, like he may be like, it's not worth a guy who's hurt, not contributing to the, to the team. He just got here. I don't like him that much. Like I don't have any attachment to him. So it's easier for me to ship him over to, uh, Oak, OKC, and then they can do with him whatever they want, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. out of my out of my hair. That's fair. Uh, I want to quickly just go back to the idea. You know, you mentioned Udonis Haslam. I had said Jared Dudley. Can you recall during your time in Jacksonville if there was one of those type guys where it was just like, hey, man, we're having him on the roster because he's a positive culture guy? Or do you even remember yeah. anybody you played with maybe who didn't have a roster spot as a culture guy but was a culture guy? Yeah, you get a culture guy, but who contributes on special teams? <laughs> like, like that. That's like your like your culture guys are the guys who the the difference between the NFL and the NBA is that Udonis Haslam doesn't have to play, right? But your but your culture guy in the NFL locker room, he's got to play. Like I remember right. guys like like Nick Nick Sorensen, uh, Aaron Gibson. We 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 had. You know, a bunch of guys who are "quote unquote" culture guys, but they had to contribute. Yes, so that's uh, do you the, remember the that's movie? That's the difference in the NFL. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Invincible. The, yes, he was like uh, he won some tryout and was like a local bartender and went and played for the Eagles on special teams and made yep. a couple plays. Great movie, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like contributing. He's on like every yes. play exactly. on special teams. Um, so what? What's your best guess here, uh, George? Is Tebow make the roster, but he's inactive? Or I mean, I, I'm if he's inactive for a game, he's not dressed, but he's on the sideline, right? Correct. Okay. Can he be a culture guy not dressed? Like I, I don't know if that would work. I, I, that that seems tough. Yes, yes, it's it it's very tough. I I just so in in my years in Jacksonville. We were on some really good teams, especially defensively, and we had some bad teams, right? So uh, we, we had some good years and some bad bad years. Like we beat Pittsburgh and Green Bay in the playoffs. All well, not not Green Bay in the playoffs, but uh, Green Green Bay in Green Bay late in, late late in the season, and then went on to the playoffs, and we actually got knocked out by New England both times, and so like. I understand the idea of having a culture guy, but 
in in reality, it's some of your best players that set that. Like one of the guys who had a biggest Im- impact on me was a guy named Deion Grant, who was a safety. safety. Yeah. Yes. Who came out of Tennessee? I think it was a first round pick. Then uh, after he left Jacksonville, he went to go to the Giants, and the he won a Super Bowl there. So, and Dion was a guy who kind of kept the lot. Like he was a star starting safety, but he was a culture guy. Like he was a glue guy, captain type player. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ironically, he was one of the guys that that Jack Del Del Rio got into it with, which is a whole. Do the the stories of Jack getting into it with players are insane. Like actual fist fights? Uh he almost got in a fist fist fight with with Mike Peterson. <laughs> oh god. In in a team meeting after a game in Cincinnati. Wow. Yes. Who would who would have won that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, see, here's here's the thing. Del Rio's a hothead though. Yeah, and but he's a big dude. He's, he's like six four. Yeah. yeah. Like two. 260 he was older you know but and mike mike peace was smaller in his shape but that was ugly i'll 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 tell this story super super quick so (laughs) we were so we played at cincinnati right i didn't i think i was i'm i must have been hurt because i didn't go to the game right would you remember what year this had to be if i missed that game it had to be probably 2000 eight okay probably 2008 um or 2007 and so we so we play in cincinnati we get down i think 21-0 or 14-0 pretty pretty early okay yeah i see it you You guys rallied in the did you rally in the fourth quarter yes yes okay it was uh, 2008 november yes so oh they were winless at the time Oof. yeah so um, Mike P, he should always flex after he got a sack or a big play or something. Okay. So this play happened in like the second quarter, I think. And so Mike P gets a sack or or a big tackle or something, and he gets up, flexes, and he goes, yo, I was – and all that. so the game goes on. And then we get back to – and we have our – Monday morning meeting, you know, right. where we're going to go, like have a team meeting, break out, watch, watch some film and all of this. And Jack was a little bit inconsistent in situations where he would do certain things when we won and everything was going great. But then when things we hit a rough patch, he just switches stuff all up. Like one year he put ping pong tables in the locker room and then we lost like two games in a row. He took them out. Like, you know, it's just all kind of stuff like grasping. It's yes. So, so anyways, Mike Peterson. So we get into that meeting and Jack, he decides he's going to do something new. He is, uh, can I, can I, can can I, you can say whatever you want. You can say anything. So, so we get, in the meeting and Jack decides like, I'm going to list things that went wrong in the uh, game and call people out. He never did this. The first time he ever did this from the time I got drafted in 03 until this day, never did it. And then this dude pulls up a list. First thing he says is big John, big John Henderson, who the dude used to get, get slapped in the face by our trainer. Right. Okay. And Big John was crazy, but let's, so let's just, and he was very intimidating. So let's leave that there. That's very important in this conversation. He goes to big John and he goes, Hey, big John, you know, could we possibly not? No, no, sorry. He went to Mike Peterson first. So Peterson flexes and he's like, what is this bullshit? Like, uh, we're we're down all of this, and Mike P was like, "Yo, I was trying to fire up the team, you know, get get some energy going." You know, this our- is in front of just the defense or whole team. No, the whole team. Okay, okay. And he says, "You know, just trying to fire everybody up. We were down, you know, and our our team depends on our defense because we don't score a lot of points." <laughs> and so, and so Jack Jack was like, "Don't nobody want to hear that shit, Mike. Like something, something, something." And so, and so Mike just settles down, right? And he's like, whatever, Jack. And then it comes to Big John. 
Big Big John, hey yo, can and it was something that was way worse than what Mike Peterson did. Hey John, can you please not do this? Like he tiptoed around Big John, right? Right, because he's scared. Okay. Yeah. And then the next slide over, he comes to Mike Peterson again, who's one of our best players. Okay. And Mike P bitching about this, something, something, something. Mike P stood up in the meeting, was like, fuck you, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And then so Mike Peterson got, if you look up again, Mike Peterson got suspended. So oh, he wow. didn't play the next game. So Just for saying that to the coach, he was like, fuck you. And then like they get in an argument in the meeting room. And then he was like, get out. And Mike and Mike, Mike Peters was like, fuck that. I'm leaving. So he left and went home. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and so we didn't we didn't know what was going to happen. Like we were just sitting in the meeting like, OK, is Mike coming back? Is, is, is like what's going to happen? Uh, I don't think he I'm pretty sure he didn't play the next game yeah um yeah so that that that's one of many jack jack the real stories wow yeah yeah this was all written about oh my goodness no mention of big john henderson of course yeah dude uh, dude that he is would, kind of chicken you know what yeah so he would um oh he was in the final year of his contract too i'm sure he didn't yes. come back yeah no so oh, it it was one of those things to where like everybody knew like it was obvious like you were like yo you're tiptoeing around Big John, you're tiptoeing around him and you're going at this yes guy. That's yeah yeah cool. everyone's like you know it was like all the the movie all about the ben- Benjamins where yeah like, yeah yeah why why you ain't do book him like that uh, <laughs> I love it yeah. George Reister George uh pump up your podcast your radio should do it all come on man all right. So, yeah, you guys can find me telling all these stories and more <laughs> on the uh, Reister or Wrong podcast, um, as well as my show on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 10 p.m. Pacific to midnight Pacific, Monday through Friday. And then the podcast is Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And on Wednesdays, we always interview a guest that has like great interviews. We talk about all sorts sorts of stuff. Find out in- insights about people. Last week we had on Rachel Luba, who is the agent. Oh, I heard for, about this. for yeah, a Trevor yeah. Bauer and uh, Puig, and how she's kind of being a disruptor in the yeah. industry. So yeah, so yeah, we have all sorts nice. of stuff Congrats, going. Congrats, man! And uh, you know this Tebow experiment is going to be fun. Um, I'm just I'll close out with a bit of a hot take. I think they're going to win the division, George. I think Tennessee comes back to the pack. I, I'm sure you saw the Colts signing a left tackle coming off an Achilles when your quarterback is. Carson I don't. Wentz. I don't. I don't hate that take. I don't yeah, hate I mean, the take. I think the Colts are. I don't believe in wins. I, yeah. I'm I, I, guy, so I'm so, I, so I got to go with Tennessee is the most likely. Tennessee. Okay. They did lose their OC. And and yeah. you know Derrick Henry's been running to the ground the last two yeah. years. Like yeah. you can't keep this is not two thousand and one. No. You can just keep running backs, you know, hey, feed them. Hey, but if uh you get to play against the Houston defense, yeah, you do get to play them year. twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah that's for, that's four four hundred yards easy. Four hundred easy, yeah. All right, George Reister, thank you so much. Uh c- continued success, George. All right, thanks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue, while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 